0: Welcome back, podcasters. Your podcast here, real, raw, and flawed with your host, Michael Pinky. It's Thursday, so you know what that means, reflection time. Every Tuesday and Thursday, podcasts come out. Tuesday, we've been catching up on the years, chunking it up of my life. So we are on chapter two. My sister came on again for a second time to fill in a few more years. So we started with the origin before I was born, did some reflection on that, and then we did chapter two with her on again with up to about 88, 1988, so when my parents, I guess, lived together, which I, I, don't, I don't recall any of, but lived together in the Ethel Street house, and then things started to go bad, and my mom ended up moving out into an apartment so <clears throat> before we we kind of cut it off there but just some reflection points for me taking a couple days to think about it <clears throat> excuse me one of the big things that stuck out to me was my sister told me a story about something she remembers very clearly and vividly about my mother and father getting into a pretty heated argument and i was in the room with them because i slept in their bed a lot and <clears throat> she had heard what was just kind of low talking nothing of it you know i thought, thought i was in there and and uh kind of turned into a little more aggressive talking and then some yelling and shouting and arguing and and amber really she remembers being in a state uh, of what to do, uh, if she should go in there and, and yell at them to stop or try to protect me or just wait it out to see if it, 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 they'd go away. So <clears throat> being what, maybe 10 years old at the time, you know, listening to this and what turned out to be a pretty violent or abusive uh, argument where my father, from what I know was, was hitting my mother, holding her and hitting her. And, and I'm, I'm there right in the mix the entire time. Again, really have no clue of any of this. Don't recall any of it. Nothing triggered as Amber told me these, uh, <clears throat> stories. So, but it definitely, it triggered an emotional response for me as, as you can imagine, because these are people that are close to me. So just hearing things like that when I've never witnessed them did make me a b- bit emotional it made me emotional that something like that happened and I was physically right there in the middle of it, about as middle of it as you can be and, and just don't recall. Um, <clears throat> but one of my reflection points on that was message that I want to share and, and, and know is that, that kids hear and see everything at a young age. And I do see some parenting... You know, some the people I know or, or, or I've witnessed where parents just don't really seem to care much at an early age of what they say or do. Because I feel like the their kids are so young that they're not going to remember or they don't know what's going on. From even a really infant age. And I just don't think that's true. I, I, I don't believe that's true at all. Just because your child can't talk communicate yet does not mean they're not taking in millions and billions of data points with their eyes and ears and and hearing and, and listening and seeing all these things that are triggering emotion and, and trauma and and wonderful and beautiful things as well. There's a lot being taken in and I think part of this for me is why I'm here speaking through podcasts now about it is obviously things occurred that triggered a part of my brain to shut down certain things because it showed up later over and over again uh, as a youngster in my teens, young adult, and and, full-grown adult even. These things over and over when I got in conflict that I wanted to shut down. I wanted to be quiet, I wanted to be away from it. I didn't want to be involved in it. Um, But it didn't allow me to face, it didn't allow me the coping tools and face what was actually going on. And hearing the stories now, it makes sense. It makes sense where I might've picked this up from and, and why I subconsciously react to high stress situations the way I do even today. Which I'm much better at today, cause I'm I'm fully aware. I'm I'm my self awareness today is extreme. I see things more in the moment now, instead of having to look back and regret. Like, oh, I shouldn't have gotten a fire. I shouldn't have yelled at that person. I'm very clear in moments now, and I'm, I'm catching them as they happen. So, but that wasn't the case for a long time. So one thing is, I just want a message is, if you're a parent. No matter how, if you have a newborn, a couple years old, just because they're not communicating with you, doesn't mean they're not bearing witness to what you're doing. They're looking at the only humans they have for the skills they're going to build. And they're watching mannerisms and emotional states. They can see and start to understand between anger and happiness through body language as well, even if they don't understand words yet. So I do hear this a lot from you know, you uh, joking sometimes, oh, you can swear, they don't know, they can't, they don't understand, they're not going to remember. I don't think that's true. I just don't. And during this journey, it's not going to be my opinion, I'm going to bring professional psychologists onto the show and speak with them about these certain things to try to peel back the layers of understanding what what actually happened and what might have happened and to me, to my sister, how it happened Um, and get professional opinions on this as well. So I'll be bringing guests on to talk about these topics later on. So this is just my reflection on it, going through my life, understanding the things I struggle with, now understanding more of my story and trying to connect the dots. And I just think that they do have something to do with each other. Um, So parents, be careful. Be mindful of what you're doing. Um, You know, this is... Your intentions versus your actions, right? What you're tending to do sometimes is not shown in your actions. And the actions is what we see as children when we're looking at our parents. So just be careful there. And then having a pretty serious emotional reaction to just hearing the stories about the abuse physical abuse, um, between my dad and my mom. And I mean, talking about it now, just it's a bit of a rush of emotion. So as I spoke before, I've never seen my parents together as a family. So I never knew what it was. Um, but hearing about it, that we were a family, we are together, and hearing that there was abuse going on, it, it gave me all sorts of emotion. One, sadness, obviously, that my mother had to go through that, but also that my father had to go through that. Um, not being able to control his emotions and, and not be able to control his intentions and his, his actions It gave me all sorts of emotion, and some of it was empathy towards how my dad might have felt, not with my mother, towards her mother, a reason for the abuse, I mean, as a human in his own skin. We'll, we'll get into some deeper stories about my, my dad's upbringing to understand some of the trauma that he went through as a child, which was, you know, a hundredfold what I went through, Um, and I can empathize with that a little bit, I can, I can, a little bit, so no excuses whatsoever, you know, part of my emotion was anger, uh, frustration, sadness, empathy, you know, I understand it, I hate it, so it was, it was a rush of emotions, all those things coming at me at one time, and kind of taking over my body a little bit, so that, that was an intense moment for me to hear that, even though I have heard a little bit here and there when, you know, maybe my sister and I have gotten an argument about our parents and she's let some, some information out, like, Oh, you don't know what happened. Or dad used to be a di-. but I never heard it. Like I heard it in this last podcast with her and her telling me the details of the story in our home. So <clears throat> that was just a, a rush of all emotions mixed in, in into one so that was hard but I want to touch more on the intention versus action because I think you know I, I was talking with good became a good friend now Chad Beach, who's a pastor out of LA that does a gathering here in the um, valley once a month with a small group of people maybe 40-50 people now but <clears throat> something I started attending and just taking notes and listening. And so part of what he was talking about last week was um, intentions versus actions. And what we all intend to do isn't doesn't always line up with what we're actually doing. The actions. And we all have good intention. But are we following those intentions and, and doing the actions so that it's witnessed and seen? And that's some of the stuff I was touching on as... as parents it's not what you intend or you intend to be good parents it's, it's the actions that the kids pick up on the most they see everything they absorb everything so that, that was a huge uh, a moment this week by listening to Chad talk about this and then obviously having the podcast the day before my sister and I these things kind of aligning um, <clears throat> and and the other the other thing that really really got me was um, a thing I struggled with early on was religion my my family growing up Catholic a mom going to church her whole life very devoted and dedicated and I always kind of fought it in my teens and young adulthood wanting to know more of the answers and, and facts and things like this so I always fought it a lot and one of the other things that was kind of brought up the there tonight was a lot of the religious people I grew up around, what I couldn't really take was that these people were they like to judge others on their actions, but only judge themselves on their own intentions. So I'm gonna say that again. We we sometimes, religious people are not, we sometimes judge others on their actions. But when we judge ourselves, we're judging on our intentions. Meaning, well, no, I, I'm I'm a good. I, I meant to do that, and you know, I wanted to do that. That's what it. That's what you know, I intended to do. So we judge ourselves on our intentions, and others on their actions. It's just not a fair, <clears throat> fair judgment on on either parts. So I found these things all kind of. Weaving in and out of the stories I've been hearing and and, and, and talking to my sister about the early years of our our life and our parents' life. And and a lot of these things were really making a connection uh, to me. So, reflection for the week. I think no matter what, at the end of all this, as I spoke on in the last episode was... At the end of all this, I just want to understand me way more. I want to understand why I do the things I do on a daily basis. The good and the bad and the ugly. The real, the raw, and the flawed. I want to understand who I am and why I am. Why patterns happen. Why tendencies show up. And what do I have control of that I feel like I don't. Because I think there's a lot of things that keep showing up, that maybe in the moment when they show up, I'm like, oh, man, I I, I wish I could have. I think that's just an excuse. I think I don't fully understand why they happen, so I can't attack them to fix them not to happen again and take them out of a tendency. Or on the good side of things, understand what I do really well and really dive into that. Like, put a ton more heart, to put a ton more soul into those things because I can start recognizing them and giving myself credit for them and seeing where that comes from or why I do it so I can really dump a bunch more energy into it. So for me, that's the selfish reason. For listeners, for anybody that's involved, um, guests that come on, my family members, is to give a different perspective, To understand humans from a a different set of eyes, to understand and be empathetic to the people around you on a daily basis, if they're close loved ones, your wife, your kids, your parents, uh, co-workers, employees of yours, we always got to look from another angle. And if you can see somebody stripped down, it just opens up a new world to it. it. It opens up... The idea of how you can move forward and start to look at others. I know it's a fact for me. Um, it's been working in mysterious ways, literally, in my life since I've started just this podcast alone, which is only a few weeks old, um, the old podcast for work. So it's already been showing up. It, the intentions that I've had for so many years, I'm putting into action and I'm starting to reap the personal benefit from it not financially, right? Not su- successfully like what I could put out on Instagram and show people, Oh my God, I'm doing so well. I'm talking about from an emotional standpoint, I'm Talking about emotional stability and strength. Never been in a place like this in my life. Um, so just clear on that. And, and, and that's just an absolute wonderful thing that I, I, again, wake up every morning now grateful for. I, I just never had. I, I've always woke up with a question. I've always woke up with, what am I chasing? And then I just went harder. It's just different. <clears throat> and I truly believe it's because I'm changing things. Change comes from change. So, it's it's been great. <clears throat> and I think, man, I think this is just part of the preparation. I do. I think this is part of the preparation for the bigger thing, right? Like, just giving up the giving up the stresses and the judgment and the eyes on us and the, the eyes we put on ourselves so that we can really open up and pour out all we have to give. Because I think each and every one of us have a massive amount to give that's so underutilized. I think Les Brown said an unbelievable thing. And one of his, his I listen to him on YouTube. He has podcasts. He, he public speaker for freaking many years before I even started listening to him um, <clears throat> but he talks about amazing things like just about this one speech where don't live and regret don't don't not take chances because when you're on your deathbed the spirits of all the opportunities you never took are going to surround your bed and ask you and, t- and show up and say I was right here why didn't you? I was right here, standing around your deathbed. So, it was a very interesting story that's always stuck in my mind. I've listened to it a million times probably um, over the years, but it always is fresh my mind because we just we can't grasp onto why we didn't. <clears throat> we can't, can't grasp on why we shouldn't. We can't grasp onto well. I grew up that way we can't grasp onto, or I was abused as a youngster, or my parents were poor, or I didn't come from a good background, or I wasn't smart when I was young. I didn't have the opportunity you had. We can't cling on to that because it stunts us from moving forward. It stunted me for many years. It stopped me in my tracks. I believe then, and I believe now, even more so now, that I was put here for a bigger purpose and I still don't know exactly what it is. But what I do know is if I keep looking back, I'll never see far enough forward to understand what it is. So I'm doing this project so I can look back one last time, fully understand me, fully understand who I am as a human, and then never look back. So that i can look so far forward i can be prepared for the destination that's it i just hope that you all are willing to follow me on the journey i hope that you are willing to be a little more honest to yourselves open up a little bit more to yourselves a little bit more to your spouses a little bit more to your girlfriends boyfriends little bit more to your kids and not hold such shelter and not hold such guard around that heart. So look, super appreciate everybody. I really do. Um, it's a gift to have life. It's a gift to have this opportunity just to do something as simple as what I'm doing right now. Um, Sharing, just me, but sharing in a platform that allows many, a couple, one, two people, thousands, hopefully millions one day. I don't know. Who knows? But just the opportunity to have these things, it's just I'm blessed to do it, um, and, and I super appreciate all the support. So keep listening. I got a lot, a lot of cool stuff planned. I got a lot of cool guests. Lined up to come on. And this is not all about dark stories. There's going to be some more dark stories. even going to be some more shitty times coming up. I can promise you that. Because I haven't even started talking about what I remember yet. But I will promise you one thing. There's so many more good memories. Looking back, I spent a lot of years talking about using that, oh, I didn't come from a good background, or my parents were divorced, or my dad almost died when I was... I use that a lot to start stories to produce guilt, maybe, to produce sympathy in situations, uh, to produce a little drive within me. I used that a lot, and it was such fucking bullshit. It was bullshit. It's not bullshit because it didn't happen. It was just bullshit because it's an excuse. It's a, it's a, a waiting pattern. It's allowing me to buy some time to actually act on something that I could do. So don't let that be. Face it in the eye. Face it in the moment. Face it in the eye. Reconcile that shit in your mind and your heart and turn the other way and start fucking moving. So, sorry, I went off a rant there. Had to let it out. Whatever comes to me, I'm spitting out of my mouth, so appreciate everybody look at um i know some of you're still having a little bit of trouble finding some of the stuff to get to so it's it's on itunes if you have an iphone it's on a purple episode podcast it's on everybody's iphone already it's installed you don't have to install it just open that up go to the search put in real raw and flawed you'll see it click on it subscribe download the episodes they're always there please review it it means the world to me um And write something. Don't just put the stars, write something. I I love your feedback. I want to hear. I've heard from friends and family already. Um, Things I was just surprised to hear some feedback on maybe what to talk about, or it doesn't really matter. I love your words. Put them down. I appreciate it. And then SoundCloud. Go on SoundCloud. Doesn't matter if you're a paid account or not. You can go on there and search, go on the app. Real, raw, and flawed. I will be putting on Spotify. I'll let you know, be updated. All the updates will be on my social media um, at Michael Pinky, Facebook, and Instagram. I think Instagram is pinkman223, I believe. And then obviously keep checking my sister's page. She always shares, reshares, whether she's on the episodes or not. So look forward to coming at you next Tuesday. It's always Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday. Amber will be back out on one more time to get this kicked into the Ely Park years where I started remembering as a child around 10 or so, where I start having some stories that I fill in and start understanding, uh, correlating my childhood to my adulthood and start understanding where, where that started. So one more with my sister coming on on Tuesday, and then we're gonna start jumpstarting this thing and having special guests on uh, from friends. I told you I'm gonna bring a psychologist on at one point. and and move this thing along so appreciate everybody love y'all till next time